Hi, my name is Duncan, and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran. Ben, what was your football highlight from game week 17? My football highlight from this week um, came from kind of a, I guess, not a super juicy fixture was Watford-Cardiff. I don't know if you guys saw that game, but basically all the goals scored in that game were like really amazing goals. Um, so the first one by Delafeu, he like dribbled past a couple of people and then Holbass scored one from outside the box. And then uh, Junior Hoylet did that thing where he cuts inside and um, curled the ball in. Um, and this guy called Quinoa, I don't actually don't know if that's how you say his name. <laughs> um, so like sounds like a healthy snack. Uh, he scored a really good goal too. So I, when I was watching the highlights, I was like, oh, wow. Some really good goals on show here. So, and then that was probably my highlight in a week where um, yeah. I didn't see oh, that. It was really special, wasn't it? That was a, uh, yeah. like, it's, you know how a lot of players do that? They sort of cut inside and curl it into the far corner. And you've seen it a lot of times before. But then sometimes they, they just do it a bit, a bit more specially than normal. And it looks really amazing. And they like, particularly with Hoylet's one, he sort of caught it in a way that it was exactly in line with the camera angle in, in, in the live um, coverage. So you sort of saw it curl around perfectly. It was a beautiful goal. A juicy fixture, like you said, Ben, is a good description of that game. But you do have to say, like, all the girls were great, and then Bobby Reed really messed it up. He let the side down. Yeah. Like, but he, 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 did Camarissa, he did give Camarissa an assist, though. <laughs> Yeah, technically an assist. And that's, that's, I don't know, everyone's got a bit mad for Camarasa. I've got him in my team, you've got him in your team, and a few other people have got them in there. But I don't really know why anymore. <laughs> he never really does anything, and, and finally he's done something very small. Um, Andy, what about you? What was your football highlight of the week? So I picked my football highlight of the week before Liverpool scored their two goals in the game. And so it's a bit less important than it was, but... I think actually that kind of sums up exactly what it feels like to be a Man United fan right now. So it's still kind of, uh, I think it still applies. Um, I, for a long time now, Man, you have been awful to watch and um, it's not been fun being a fan. But the one thing that we've all clung to is that we still have the best keeper in the league until recently when uh, Liverpool fans have been saying, well, now we've got the best keeper in the league because we've signed Alisson and he's amazing. And he is, he's a really good goalkeeper. Um, but he screwed up in the biggest fixture of the season. And so now we've got something to cling to again, which makes me feel like, I don't know, the, world, the, 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 the footballing world hasn't ended. There's, a, there's, a still, there's still a reason to be a Man U fan. There's something there. So, yeah, that's my highlight. It's kind of depressing. Um, but I love David De Gea, and he's amazing, and he's still the best keeper in the league. Yeah, although David De Gea in that game, his distribution looked pretty dodgy in comparison to Allison, but then he can catch a ball, can't he? And he can hold on to it. There was this moment in that game where um, I think it was Fabinho had a shot that was like, you know, those shots that kind of swerve backwards and forwards and keepers never catch them because they're scared. One of those happened and De Gea not only caught it, but then he held it up a lot. Went, Look, I caught it, everybody. I caught it. No one else can do that. <laughs> Um, I just love watching him. His, his, like when he stands, he's really small and his gloves are really big, so he looks like a cartoon. And he makes these ridiculous saves that defy gravity. Um, he's 
he's the, the main reason to be a Man U fan right now. And uh, so, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, just ignore the second half. It's all about the first half, and that's a good highlight. And we'll we'll move on. I won't I won't rub it in. Um, my football highlight of the week was the was was the West Ham attack in the Fulham West Ham game. I got to watch it live and just yeah, I don't have any of their players. I really should have some of their attacking players, but um, just watching kind of Snodgrass smashing a goal um, like it was a couple of years ago. Felipe Anderson just so smooth on the ball, like he's not even putting any effort into controlling the ball. It's just it's just following him perfectly naturally and creating two goals. Um, Antonio, who's really likeable, getting in there with a, a really classy finish. Chicharito chipping in as well with an assist. Yeah, I just thought they looked very impressive. Okay, it's against Fulham, who are terrible at the back. Um, but yeah, West Ham are just on fire up front at the moment. And but yeah, they were just very good fun to watch and if I was a West Ham I'd be enjoying it a lot at the moment because they've got some of their better players still to come back so good times for the Hammers um, this week who is top of the pile and who's going to go first with their their team review I think Andy you're on 50 you're on 61 but you've taken a hit so 57. Ben, you're on 56, but I think you've got bonus points to come in from Hazard. So I think it's Ben first. Ben, how did oh, your week... I was so sure it was going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, it looks like Hazard's going to get three bonus. So I think that takes you up to 59, Ben. How did your week go? Yep. Uh, yeah, it went really well this week. So uh, it went double Wolves defense. So that clean sheet was really good with Patricio and Doherty. Um, my expensive backline kind of all blank though. Alonso, Laporte, Robertson. Um, I captained Kane and I actually watched that game. I don't know if any of you guys did, but Burnley had a double decker bus and Tottenham are really bad when they don't play Ericsson and Son. Um, so it was a bit of a struggle, but Kane got away with a injury time assist. So at least my captain didn't blank. Um, I think the star performers for my team this week were Jimenez got a goal and all the bonus. Um, Sterling came on and got a goal from the subs bench. And then, yeah, Hazard got a goal and assist. And I think I'm the only one in really our, our kind of mini league that has, you know, kept him. So that that's a good differential for me. So, yeah, I think I'll I'll have a green arrow this week. So pretty happy so far. Yeah, it's a good week for you. Um, but a slight worry with um, your premium defenders, Alonso, Laporte and Robertson not returning. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to get rid of Laporte for a long time and I'll probably do it. I'll probably do it the upcoming game week. Yeah, we can we can come on to that one in the transfer section. Um, Andy, how about you? Just behind Ben on 57. Yeah, I... Uh... I came in after a really, really good Saturday where um, even though I benched Patricio, I had Dubravka, who also got a clean sheet and got bonus points and a save point. So I ended up with nine points. Doherty got a clean sheet. Wambasaka got a clean sheet. Ericsson didn't start but still scored, so he got seven points. Snodgrass, what a hero, 11 points. So and Jimenez and Sterling both scored as well. So it was looking great. I was uh, going into Sunday with uh, Kalatanach and Aubameyang to play against Southampton. Obviously, that's a clean sheet and maybe a hat-trick. 
I've got Alonso coming in. Of course, he's going to keep a clean sheet against Brighton. Uh, none of that happened. And so um, I have ended with 61 now. Aubameyang, captain, did nothing. Um, the good news is I do have, because uh, Kolasinac didn't play, I've got Sigurdsson to come in at least uh, two more points. So I'm going to end on 63, um, which is okay. It's not a bad week, but it's a week that could have been so much more. Yeah. And um, who were your transfers out? So who did you bring in? You brought in Snodgrass and someone else for a hit. Yeah, Snodgrass and Fraser. Um, I did that early. And then Yedlin um, got a red card after I'd already made that transfer last week. So I brought Kalasinac in for Yedlin. Um, which seems like a really good idea at the time, but then he got injured as well. So now I've got to rethink that too. And it's even more annoying because, again, I went early on my transfer this week because of uh, price rises, and now I've got to possibly take another hit. But a great a great shout on Snodgrass. He definitely seems to be the route to go down if you got on Fraser early and you can just make a little bit of cash moving to Snodgrass with their fixtures. And um, Yeah, great shout yeah, he. Uh, I'm very happy with that one. He um, sort of stood out to me as somebody who's, I think, everyone's obviously going about Felipe Anderson because he looks so good when he plays. But Snodgrass, he's a bit of a, I know he's not as, as flashy or like high profile a player, but I think he might at lower value return a similar points value to to Anderson because he, he takes corners and free kicks. He um, plays in a, in a very similar position. And no, I think he's uh, really, really undervalued in the game. I think he's a great price and a great player. I, my only concern of him, just a niggling one at the back of the mind, is that um, you know, you've got Lanzini still to come back. You've got um, quite a few West Ham midfielders that could compete for places later on in the season. But I think for their great fixtures, you know, over the next kind of five games, then yeah, I think it's a great shout. My thinking is by then, um, it might well be that Fraser doesn't have such a terrible run of fixtures anymore in Bournemouth, uh, a team to buy again, which means that you can then do the same, like the reverse transfer and get the benefit of both during their good run of fixtures. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of switch between those two. Not a bad show. Um, Shall we crack on with the game week 18 preview as the fixtures roll in thick and fast? Um, Andy, you're first up with Wolves-Liverpool. Yeah, this is an interesting one because the two, two informed sides... Um, which is, of course, you sort of you, normally either of those teams. I look to say, well, they're they're both going to win this week, but they're playing each other, so they can't. Um, Liverpool are obviously better. Wolves are at home. Um, I would love more than you can imagine for Wolves to pull out a really special performance like they did against City earlier in the season. But I just feel really stupid predicting that. So you got to go for Liverpool. Um, so I have this is an had an interesting decision this week so a few of my players to difficult games um i've chosen to bench my wolves players for this game because i, I just think sense says that liverpool are going to win it and wolves aren't going to score so i would advise others to do the same um but i'm not sure it's a week if you've got mo salah uh, obviously you what you look to see to captain him because he's so expensive i wouldn't captain him in this game if you've got another captainable option because wolves have a really good defense and I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any such stretch of the imagination. I think it's going to be a close game, the Liverpool edge. Um, so, obviously, play someone like Salah because you've got to, but I wouldn't captain him this week. 
I think that's fair enough. Yeah, is it is it a Friday night game as well? It's eight o'clock kickoff. It is. Yeah, it's a Friday night game. Okay, so yeah, make sure make your transfers in time. Definitely this week. Um, Ben, what do you reckon to Arsenal Burnley? Um, so can we talk about how Arsenal actually lost this week to Southampton? That was I don't know why that is, by the way. It's because Aubameyang um, <laughs> um, is trolling me. So I don't know whether you've seen this. He's the, um, the top scorer <laughs> of all of the strikers in, in the league. And I've ha- I had him at the start of the season and I've transferred him back in now. He hasn't yet scored a goal for me. It is. Oh, yes, you're funny. Amazing. Um, so I, I saw I saw some of the goals from that game, and basically Southampton scored all their goals the same way, which was crossing the ball and heading it in. Because I think Arsenal, I think we talked about last week, had a ton of injury suspension issues with their centre backs. Um, Burnley, I watched against Spurs, and I think they'll do the same against Arsenal and try and park the bus a big time. They played a four-five-one. Um, but I think Arsenal will win this one. Um, maybe they'll maybe thrash them, but it depends on if Burnley can kind of replicate what they did against Spurs. But yeah, I think Arsenal should win this one. Um, interestingly, Mkhitaryan scored two goals this week, so maybe he's back in favour now. Um, it's kind of hard to tell the de- the issue with... I know a lot of people have Lacazette. He came on and got an assist, but... Unclear. I don't know. Maybe Duncan, you know what Emery wants to do with his front three. I think um, I think um, Emery I think just likes to rotate those front three, um, so they're kind of fresh. And if if a striker's in form, then they get to play. And it was Abamyang that's the form striker, so he's the main man at the moment. Which means there isn't a place for Lacazette because he kind of needs to fit in that front striker role rather than on the wing. But I I don't know. I I kind of see this as. Burnley slowly kind of getting their way back to a team or to a team they were last year. So they got that battling win at home against Brighton, um, which was very Burnley. And then against Tottenham, they had so many men back and they just looked like Tottenham weren't going to get through. It was just a huge bust, like you said, and it was you know rainy and the pitch was terrible at Wembley. And yeah, I just, I don't know, they were quite unlucky. Um, although... Spurs created a lot of late chances. I thought it didn't look like Spurs were going to get through until that last minute. Um, and I think I think it could be another one of those for Burnley. They've had the perfect kind of preparation for this game. Um, it's just the same again, just a huge bus. And Arsenal have, have hit a bit of a stumbling block losing to Southampton and haven't really been that impressive over the last few games. So, yeah, I think I could see this as a bit of a, a tricky one for Arsenal. Yeah, but we'll just have to see. Um, so next up is Bournemouth-Brighton, and that's one for me. Um, I think this is another stay of execution for the Bournemouth players that you might still have in your team, um, possibly unadvisedly. So I still have them. I still have Wilson and Fraser, um, and I think Ben does as well. I think I was kind of keeping them in mind with this fixture, um, but I know I've said that a lot over the last few weeks. Um, and I think their their attacking output is definitely starting to to wane now. I think they were bottom of uh, the amount of chances um, created over the last four game weeks. Um, 
coming into this game week and they have played some big teams so that's going to have an effect on the stats but I think generally they just look really tired their defence is falling apart um, a lot of their big players have been flogged um, throughout the season they haven't had a huge amount of rest um, so they've lost threat up front with Wilson kind of in and out with injury the defence is falling apart and I don't think this Bournemouth-Brighton game is going to be one where they're going to one out, run out 3-0 winners which they might have done in the past that said, I think Brighton are on a pretty bad run and are looking like one of the, the biggest whipping boys for the league at the moment. So if any game you were going to give them at this moment in time to kind of bounce back, it would be Brighton at home. Um, so I think they're going to stay in my team because it would be stupid to get rid of them for this game, especially when I've got other problems with injuries. And I think you know, a lot of people might have brought in Kolasinac. They might have Alexander-Arnold and other places to fix in their team, apart from, you know, some Burnley, some Bournemouth players with a good fixture. But I don't see this being a, a resounding win. And I think, yeah, I don't think I'd be playing my Brighton defenders, but I don't, I see this maybe as a 1-0 a or a 2-1, something like that. Um, so I know I've said it a lot, but hopefully this is going to be the last game for my Bournemouth assets and after that we'll be thinking about you know West Ham and other form teams um, yeah Andy what do you reckon to Chelsea Leicester I will be watching uh, Eden Hazard very closely for this game uh, there was a time this season where you sort of not having Hazard was a problem and everybody rushed to get him in because he was the best player in the league and then he went dry for a while and this week he's come back with a goal and an assist but he also went off injured. So I'll be watching very closely in this game to see whether he's back to that kind of form again. He played, he's playing in a different position now. When he, was, uh, when he went sort of off the boil, he was, trying, he was playing left wing with Morata up front. But he's, he played as a false nine this week and obviously did very well. So if that's a stick that Sarri continues and Hazard obviously is going to be the main goal threat then, it could be back into a situation where he's the man to have this season. So I'll be watching this game very closely, specifically for Hazard. Um, I think you'd be foolish to predict anything other than a Chelsea win in this game. Leicester are on pretty poor form. Um, Chelsea, although they've been a bit rocky of late, late mainly because, uh, because of their goal threat not being as good as it was, um, I think they're a much better team than Leicester. Uh, they looked pretty good in, in spells against Brighton. The one thing that was a bit of a, a, a risk for them is uh, Marcos Alonso had an absolutely dreadful game this week. He could have been sent off twice. So um, he might not be the. Uh, you obviously bring him in because he he's got he's part of a solid defence and he seems to get into the box a lot. But if he's going to defend that badly, then half of that is gone, and at seven million, he's extremely expensive. So he's another one of interest for this game. Um, I've thought hard about. He's my only premium defender left. I've thought about switching him out for maybe Trippier. Um, so I'll be watching that too. Um, not much of interest, I don't think, on the Leicester side because not many people have their players. There isn't really anybody that I would say you want in their team. They all, in my opinion, are a little bit overvalued. So um, not watching that very much. Yeah, I completely agree. Leicester are not a team that I'd be looking at at the moment. And yeah, Hazard keeping an eye on the injury news. And if he is going to play in the fourth nine position and actually get goals and assists playing there, then definitely something to look at, especially if Salah... Um, doesn't get the returns and has the tough fixtures over the next kind of four or five games. Ben, what do you reckon to Huddersfield Southampton? Yeah, so this one, um, 
it might be an interesting one. Huddersfield were hitting some form, but have lost a couple of games now in a row. Losing at home, I think, to Newcastle, I think it's a pretty big blow for them. Southampton getting their new manager bounce. A um, couple of players that I think are interesting are Danny Ings at 5.4. Could be an interesting shout now. He got a brace today. Um, and I also noticed that Bednarek is starting. So if you want bench fodder, you can get a starting defender for 3.9. Um, I think I maybe will, this will be like a hard fought game, maybe a score draw, uh, maybe like a 1 1 2 2. But it, I'm still trying to figure out if Southampton are, are good, good yet because. They beat Arsenal, but they lost to Cardiff. So <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell where their form is right now. Uh, but yeah, it should be an interesting game to to see how Southampton assets get on. What do you think about um, Christopher Schindler for Huddersfield? A lot of um, some of the bigger managers moved for him this game week. I think Andy from Let's Talk FPL brought him in and a few other teams I've seen him in. He was at 4.3. I think he's gone up now. And he was a bit of a bonus point magnet. And he was someone I was considering. I just don't know if I could bring myself to bring in a Huddersfield defender. Yeah, I mean, they do have a decent run um, in terms of fixtures. They've got Southampton. I mean, Matt, they have Manu, Fulham, Burnley, Cardiff. But I mean, if you're conceding at home to Newcastle at home, it doesn't really inspire me too much. <laughs> so I'd rather go elsewhere, personally. I think that's fair enough. Um, next up is an easy one for me. It's Man City, Crystal Palace. Um, I think this is one for a potential Sterling captaincy. He was obviously didn't start against Everton, um, but came off and got his goal. So he's had his rest and you would expect him to play in this game from the start. Um, yeah, his home record is fantastic. Um, Aguero might be back as well, which you know potentially would increase their threat, although Jesus did well over the weekend. Um, yeah, I think if you've got Sane, play him. He looks less of a risk of rotation because of them needing the width on the left flank without Mendy. Um and Sterling and Mares kind of competing for that right side. So, yeah, play your Man City assets. If you're if you're brave and you want to take a gamble, then Aguero might be back, and he his price has dropped, and he's obviously a, a great asset to have. Um, I wouldn't be playing Aaron Wan-Bissaka or any other Crystal Palace assets for this one. I'd be putting them far down you as far down your bench as you can, really. And I think that's pretty pretty simple. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Newcastle Fulham? Interesting one, this. I think uh, it's it's one of the... You, you could argue it's the worst defence in the league versus the worst attack in the league. And so you'd expect the ball to spend pretty much all of its time at Fulham's feet in the Newcastle half with a few counter-attacks. And then Salomon Rondon seems to have suddenly turned it on recently and it has hit a patch of form. So um, I think this is going to be a Newcastle win. Uh, which is annoying for me because I transferred in Mitrovic when Arnautovic got injured. Uh, should have done Rondon instead. But anyway, he's. Um, I think he, he could be the thing that sort of uh, ignites Newcastle season a little bit here when they've really struggled of late. So I think uh, I'm, I'm looking for a way to lose Mitrovic right now because I don't really believe that Ranieri is going to turn it around at Fulham anymore. 
Um, and I think I'm, I've, I've still got Dubravka in my team. I'm going to retain him. Um, and I think if you've got any Newcastle players, play him in this game because for them, look at shambles. Yeah, definitely. And Rondon's on fire at the moment. Um, yeah, great shout. Um, West Ham, Watford, Ben. What do you reckon to this one? Um, so I also, like you, Duncan, have been wanting to get in West Ham players, but I haven't found the time to. Um, I think this one will be, might be a score draw or West Ham to win. They look really good going forward. So although assets we talked about, like uh, Chicharito, Snodgrass, Felipe Anderson, um, although Watford have just won a good game where they've scored a lot of goals, like um, with Delafeu, um, Holbass looking good as well. So. I don't know. This might this might be tougher than some of West Ham's previous fixtures. So um, either a score draw or West Ham to edge it. But but probably goals for both sides. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely play attacking assets in this one. What do we think of Delafeu? He's um he's been a bit of a streaky player in the past. I remember Everton. He had a really good season for me once, where he just got assist after assist by whipping balls into the box. Um, and then, like, turned it off as soon as I dropped him, which was great. Uh, he could be... Do you think he's hitting Patrick Vaughan here, or do you think it's just a one-off game? I think his minutes are just the problem for me. If he was playing every week, I think he'd be a really good option. But, uh, you know, he's 50 minutes, 27 minutes, 30 minutes. It just... He plays m- most games, but you're not really guaranteed over half the game time. So... Yeah, I, until he gets a consistent place in the team, starting and playing, you know, eighty minutes at least, I'm, he's not someone I'm going to move on really. Yeah, that's that's my thoughts too. But I, uh, I'm interested to hear you guys talk about it. it. It would be exciting. It's it's annoying that he doesn't play more because he is such a good option. But yeah, just not with those minutes. Next up, Cardiff Man United. Uh, this is one for me, and. I think this is a pretty difficult one to predict. Um, yeah, I mean... Ouch. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it's tough. Um, Man United are, are not the team that they used to be. Cardiff have changed so much from the whipping boys at the start of the season to quite a competitive team now. They almost got it back to a draw against Watford. You know, they've got Good options now. They've got they've got seem to have quite a big squad. They need to seem to you know have quite a few players coming off the bench and and chipping in. And Etheridge in goal is just awesome. Although he conceded three, he made some incredible saves. Um, so yeah, I I struggle to know how this game's going to go in terms of fancy assets. Um, I don't think you should be having any Man United fancy assets to be honest. Um, yeah, you know, we've seen with Martial, you know, didn't get to play against Liverpool. He was on the bench. Pogba out of favour. Um, you know, how long is Rashford going to stay in the team? Um, Lingard, that kind of thing as well. Um, if I had Cardiff assets like Patterson, um, I think, yeah, you know, fair enough fixture to play them in potentially. Um, if you've got a difficult week for other players, but... Um, yeah, I think in terms of fancy assets, this is probably just a fixture I might be avoiding, really. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know if you guys want to chip in as Man U fans or, or we can move on to Everton Spurs. I would say if you've got Patterson, definitely play him. Um, Matt's not on the pod today to defend himself, but he and I disagree very strongly about um, Eric Bailly as a defender. I think he's by miles our best defender and Matt thinks he's really average. But in my opinion, um, Man U really suffer for Mourinho not rating him. I think he'll be back out of the team next week. We'll probably be playing Jones and Smalling or Jones and Lindelof or Smalling and Lindelof. So um, that will then weaken our defence even further than it already is weakened. I think for Cardiff, will score in this game and it'll likely be Patterson that scores it because he, um, he sort of pops up with goals in that kind of game. Um, but I think Manu are going to win it because otherwise Mourinho will get fired. And we all know he's not, he always he's going to do just enough to keep his job. And uh, that means beating Cardiff, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I think that's quite a good shout. Um, okay, Andy, another one for you. Everton Spurs. This is the game of the week, I think. Uh, two really intelligent managers. Um, Marco Silva, I think, has, has proven a lot of people wrong this season with his ability to organise Everton's defence. Um, they've actually looked really good at the back this year. Um, they did just lose, but it was against Man City, so that's not really a, a black mark against him. But he... I thought Everton gave a good account of themselves in that game and they, they made it hard for City. Um, Spurs are one of the big sides where Everton, sort of the, the model that Everton would like to be, I guess, uh, with another really great manager. I, I don't think they've looked as good as their results have suggested this season. They, uh, people keep sort of bringing up this statistic that it's the best start to a season they've ever had points-wise. But it, it's looked very shaky to me. And so I think... There's something for Everton to attack, and they're at home. Uh, so I think I, I had a choice, uh, I said earlier, between playing my Everton players against Spurs or my Wolves players against Liverpool. I'm going with my Everton players against Spurs, but I think there's a chance for them in this game. I think that's a good shout, and I've got the same kind of conundrum with Richarlison, and I think I think it's not a terrible fixture for them because... Spurs have had issues at the back this season with injuries and different personnel. And yeah, I think I think you you would play your Everton assets, maybe even Everton defenders like um Dina. Spurs kind of struggled against Burnley and Kane still looked up quite tired and quite withdrawn um on the pitch. So yeah, I th- I think what you said about Spurs not actually looking that great despite getting good results this season is true. And I think it's kind of similar to Liverpool. They seem to be trying to put together a tactic where they don't exert themselves too much. They use their squad quite a lot. And they do a lot of rotation. And I think that means that the results, they kind of grind them out narrowly um, without looking completely fluid, like they've been playing the same team um, for the whole season and they're completely in sync. So I think, um, yeah, this could be a stumbling block for them. Um, and, Although they might play there, you know, Ericsson might start and you might see a lot more from players like Son who are on the bench. Um, it might be a, a more first-team 11 than there was against Burnley. I think still, they're, like you said, they're not at 100% yet. Um, so, yeah, good shout. Um, what about whipping boys for this week? Can you see anyone other than Palace away to Man City? What about you, Ben? No, I would go Palace. Andy, what'd you um, say? Well, I, I, Palace is a good shout, but I'm surprised you're overlooking Burnley. I think uh, 
Arsenal roaring back and destroying Burnley at home is a distinct possibility. I think I'm just I'm still affected by the the end of the Wenger years and that kind of fixture in the past. You know, Burnley were a nasty team uh, to play and tough defensively. And I don't know. I just see that slightly coming back into their play over the last couple of games, um, and I see Arsenal slightly wobbling. So. I mean, out of the two, who are you going to pick, City or Arsenal? Surely City at home. As whooping boys, though, I think I would pick Burnley as whooping boys. I, I don't agree with you that Burnley look like they're coming back. I think they, uh, they had a good result. Um, I think they're, they're still going to struggle this season, especially away from home. And so I, uh, I think I, Burnley are worse than Palace, but City are better than Arsenal. So I don't think it's really that clear. But since you've both gone for City... Uh, Palace, rather. Let's. Uh, I'm overall anyway. So Palace are the whipping boys. So Palace are the whipping boys in a close second. We've got Burnley. What about gut punts, Ben? Who's your gut punt for game week 18? Uh, my gut punt is a guy who produced this week, and it's Danny Ings. Uh, scored two goals. New manager bounce. Um, Huddersfield. Are normally solid defensively, but I still fancy Southampton to get some goals in this game. So, Danny Ings is going to be my punt uh, for this week. I think that's a good shout, and I think um, we didn't mention in the the preview, but I think Aaron Moy is now out injured until the new year. And I think, although he's not a part of their defence, I think their talisman is definitely Aaron Moy, and missing a player like that um, can definitely have an effect on the team going forward. And by extension, you know, how vulnerable they are, how much they're going to lose the ball and concede chances. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good yeah. shout. You, you mean the talisman after Phil, Phil Billing, right? Phil Bills. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pseudo-talisman, yeah. Um, Andy, what about your gut punt? I was going to say Danny Ings, so that's really annoying. Uh, I, In the absence of that, I'm going to go follow through on my comment earlier about Everton against Spurs and say with Charleston, uh, I think he will get a goal against Spurs. Yeah, he's, he's on good form and I, I hope you're right. Um, my gut punt for this week um, is a man who is on form and he is playing against the worst defence in the league who looked all at sea against West Ham. Solomon Rondon. I mean, I'm not suggesting people bring him in because this is a great fixture before they go into a sea of red. Um, some terrible fixtures coming up for Newcastle. But for one week, um, yeah, I think he's he's on fire and Fulham are terrible. So, yeah, he's my gut punt for this week. What about clean so, sheets? It, oh, sorry, Andy. I was going to say, if anyone's playing a free hit this week, <laughs> maybe consider one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes you play it in the weeks when other people don't. Or, you know, you've got injuries that might come back next week. Um, but, yeah, not for the long term. Um, Andy, what's your first clean sheet? Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for Arsenal. No, I'm not. I'm going for Liverpool against Wolves. Okay. Ben, what about you? I will go for Chelsea because Leicester's attack is pretty bad. I think Madison <laughs> also got injured as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going Chelsea. Madison injury is a big, big problem for them scoring goals. So, yeah, I think that's a great shout. Um, I'm going to go for City. 
just keep it simple. Um, yeah, best team in the league playing at home. Andy? I don't think I see one. Maybe Southampton against Huddersfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Southampton. Ben, can you see any more? I I think Arsenal should be able to keep a clean sheet against Burnley. Burnley don't attack. See, I mean, I, I was a, the reason I hesitated there is because this week they're they're back. They've had a back three, which was Koscielny, who was returning from injury, Granite Xhaka, and somebody else who isn't the defender. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the um, suspended guys are back, right, Duncan? Well, Sakatis is back, but Mustafi still has a hamstring injury. Um, so, you know, we have to wait for the injury news to see if he's going to play. But it is definitely still a patched up Arsenal defence. You know, Bellerin's out, Kalasnach picked up an injury, Holding's out long term, Lichtenstein picked up an injury against um, Southampton. So, yeah, it's looking like Koscielny, Monreal, and Socrates. And, you know, who knows who else will be playing. Um, it might be that they're going to draft in Maitland Niles. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I can see them conceding against Burnley, to be honest. Um, but I think it's not a, not a bad shout for a clean sheet if we're going to try and pick them. I've just noticed one which I think, I was thinking, oh, you know, Newcastle at home, like to keep things tight, playing Fulham who aren't great. But then Mitrovic is back at Newcastle. Surely he's going to get a goal against his old team. He's going to be fired up for that game. He's either going to get sent off or he's going to get a goal. He hasn't been sent off this season, has he? No, he hasn't. And this would be the game for it. But he, he has looked a, a lot more... Um, yeah, he's he's not kind of a, a hothead that we saw before. Maybe he's grown up a little bit. Um, yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, Newcastle Firm, I can't see one. West Ham Watford, I can't see one. He's an obvious one. Uh, Cardiff Man United, we've discussed the same for Everton Spurs. So, yeah, maybe Bournemouth. Um, no, that's ridiculous. Their defence is terrible. And the same for Brighton. So, yeah. I mean, those are the obvious ones. It's just the big teams in Southampton. So, maybe Bednarek's not a bad shout. 3.9. Um, starting defender against Huddersfield. Um, what about captains and transfers for this week? Um, ben, I'm going to come to you first. So, the transfer I've been wanting to make for a couple of weeks now is... Laporte out and Dinia in. Um, but this is a bad week to do it because Everton played Spurs. But if you look at Everton's fixtures after Spurs, it's a it's a, an amazing run of like green. Um, and then I wanted to do, because Fre- I saved a transfer, I wanted to do Fraser out, Felipe Anderson in. But again, not a great week to do it because Bournemouth have... Brighton at home. So, and I West don't know what... West Ham don't have a great fixture either, do they? Yeah, so, that's what I want to do, but not maybe this is not the right week to do it. So, maybe I'll plan that for the following week and try and roll a transfer this week. Maybe fix my goalkeeper. Um, but I don't really know. I don't know if you guys know who the good 4.5 goalkeepers are now. I'll probably do... Ryan out because Brighton are about to hit a, t- a really bad red fixture run with like Arsenal, Everton, Liverpool, Man U. And then he's off in the Asia Cup anyway. 
Um, I just don't know which goalie to bring in. Uh, maybe Fabianski, because of the save points um, I could do. Well, if you want to spend an extra 0.5, Jordan Pickford is only 5 million, and he's got that amazing run of fixtures. Yeah, I just don't like spending money on goalkeepers, so um, that's a good shout, though. Yeah. Um, I think I think talking about your transfers, I think it is a good idea to roll those over to the following week because I'm, I'm thinking about Dinia as well, um, but obviously not against Spurs. Um, yeah, I've got got some problems. I've got the class match injury he's picked up. Alexander-Arnold, I probably should have moved out, but... Um, yeah, this week, but potentially I can move. He's kind of holding funds for Dinia. Um, I've got two transfers to make, um, and it is tricky because I I want to get rid of those Bournemouth assets. But like you said, it's maybe not the best fixture for it. Um, Lacazette is a bit of an issue for me in terms of budget. Um, if he's not going to be starting the games, you know they're great fixtures, but if he's not going to be starting them, do I really want him in in my team? So. Yeah, I mean, I might try and just spend one transfer, maybe bring in a defender so I've got a proper defence for this week because I've got Doherty against Liverpool, Alexander-Arnold with a big injury on him, Klasenac with an injury, and then Bennett and Wan-Bissaka with difficult fixtures. So I think defence is where I need to make my changes. It might might end up just bringing in Dinia early because he's the defender I want. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for me transfer-wise. What about you, Andy? Well, I have a, a large number of issues as well. Um, I've obviously got the Kolasinac and Alexander-Arnold injuries, which I think I'm going to just ride out because they're both, um, I think, both teams have a lot of injury troubles at the back. So as soon as they're fit, they're going back in the side. Um, and neither of them are like out until February or anything. It's only a couple of weeks. So I think I'm going to ride those out in order that I can fix um, Alonso. I want, to, I want to get rid of because he looks woeful at the moment. Um, and Junior is the player. As, as all of us are thinking of bringing in. So that's one thing I want to do. Um, I also want to replace Mitrovic um, with somebody, but I don't know who. So that's just sort of hanging around at the moment. Uh, maybe Danny Ings, see how he gets on. Um, but I've already made a transfer, which is I saw Ericsson not start this week. And I thought, oh God, I'm wrong about this. I? He's not going to be in the team. I need to get rid of him. So although he scored this week, I'm still not convinced that having... Uh, Ericsson playing either 30 or 60 minutes every week is really something that I want at 9.2 million. So I've done Ericsson for Sané already, which means that I now have, I'm very proud of my midfield now, which is Sterling, Sané, Snodgrass, Sigurdsson and Richarlison. Um, that seems really strong to me, even though it doesn't have Salah or Hazard in it. Um, so I think that's, that's set for now. I need to sort of use the next set of transfers to, to get rid of Alonso and maybe Mitrovic. Yeah, that sounds like a great midfield. What about your captain for this week? Well, this is an interesting one because I, I was going to say Aubameyang, but he's obviously trolling me. So I, on, 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 that, on that basis, I've uh, taken the captaincy away from him, giving it to Sané with uh, Sterling as a vice in case Sané doesn't play. Yeah, and I think this week showed, I think there's been a lot of talk in the FPL community that if Sterling's on the bench, he doesn't come on. Um, you know, if you captain him, don't worry because your vice captain will pick it up. But that didn't happen this week, although he got a return anyway, so it doesn't really make much difference. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick between the two. Sterling is a good option. Sane is clearly the man on full form, though. So yeah, good shout. Um, ben, what about you for captaincy? 
Uh, Sterling is my captain, and Hazard is my vice captain. So pretty, pretty standard, I think. Pretty good options this week, though. Two yeah. plum fixtures. I think Sterling's my captain as well. My vice captain is on Kane at the moment, but I think that's a bit of an error. Um, so yeah, I could try and bring in Hazard. So I've got the top two for captain choices, but I'll have to kind of see how that goes this week. Um, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, give us a follow at FPLFSFanatics. Um, get in touch with us via that as well. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, thank you very much, guys. Um, I enjoyed that one. And yeah, they're going to roll in thick and fast over the next few um, game weeks. So we'll put out on Twitter when we're going to be recording so people can watch out for the podcasts. Um, good night from me. Say goodbye, Andy. And I say, Abamyang, stop trolling me and start playing football. It's more important. Say goodbye, Ben. Goodbye, and I hate Jose Mourinho. And it's goodbye for me again. And Callum Patterson, do, do your duty against Man United. Thank you.